Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, welcome along. It's the second episode of the Noel Concord Odyssey. It's uh, a 1989 BBC one uh, one-off of Noel Edmonds uh, flying from the UK to America on Concord and sharing with us so many of the secrets behind Concord itself. Because, you know, the vast majority of humble BBC One listeners and licensed fee peers would never, ever get the chance to fly on Concord. It's a glimpse and, behind um, the curtain, isn't it? Isn't it just? And it's it's no revealing that curtain to us and uh, letting us see what it's all about. And, mm. and honestly, it's just it's mesmerising. Um... Where were we up to? Noel is in the uh, the cockpit of Concord. They haven't took off yet. Um, he's got his cream V-neck uh, sweater, matching chinos. I've noticed that it's an Adidas. He seems to have a, an arrangement with Adidas. He does, doesn't he? Because we saw a we saw a uh, Adidas jump. He was in a quite a he was quite a stylish old school Adidas knitted Christmas jumper. It was hand knitted, wasn't it? It was yeah. almost a bespoke Adidas. Really interesting that he wore in the Christmas '88, um, which was just a few months before this uh, Concord special. So he's, he's still balls deep in Adidas, uh, and he says to us, "This is a special show from the flight deck of Concord Alpha Bravo. We're going to take you to America." That's right. Fucking America. America. I, I bet none of you have fucking been there. Well, I have three times. Once for a work <laughs> meeting, um, which as yet hasn't materialised the project that we were discussing, but I remain keen and hopeful. Uh, My t- terms and conditions remain on the table. <laughs> and it's down to the other party involved to come back to me as and when. And if they're watching, all I would say is your move, cunts. <laughs> uh, if you ask around about me, it's well known. Noel never blinks first. Your move, Messrs Simpson and Brockheimer. <laughs> Another time, I went to Disneyland, not with my kids. I went on my own. I needed a break from the kids, and I wanted to see what went, all the fuss was about. I went out of term time. Well, it's quieter and it cheaper. Much cheaper. The flights and the accommodation. I stayed on site. Um, it was a good experience. Was it great? I'd have to say no. Uh, More of that coming soon. And lastly, I once went to a convention in New York City, a place which I found utterly disgusting and won't be returning to. 
<laughs> yes, I found Disneyland to be quite childish, which uh, I didn't understand the motivations of a lot of it. Um, I couldn't emotionally engage in the place, if I'm honest. And emotional engagement is <laughs> highly important to me. And that's why you find me today on something that I am deeply emotionally invested in. It is, of course, Concord, the fastest passenger plane on Earth. Um, so, yeah, he says this is a special show from the flight deck of Concord Alpha Bravo, uh, also known as Speedbird 189. Speedbird. That's the name of the... Of the the place Speedbird. Who fucking named it Speed? Let's call it Speedbird. It's got to have a nickname. Speedbird. That's good. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Sold. Uh, I've, I've got some other suggestions. No, Speedbird's fine. You, you're not going to Let's improve speed. on Speedbird. <laughs> Trust me. We consider all fucking day. You're not going to come up with anything half as good. <laughs> Whizcock. No, Speedbird. <laughs> Fanny Jet. It's nice. <laughs> no. It's nice, but we'll never get past that. The cunt. We'll never get that past the cunts upstairs. <laughs> he says we're going to travel three thousand seven hundred and ninety miles in three hours thirty eight minutes. <laughs> which, uh, what do you think of that, cunts? Yeah, which is great. I mean, it's fucking it's just a impressive. Bit longer than it takes to get from Sunderland to fucking London on the train, even now. Mm. But um. We're not going to do the whole thing on this show because otherwise it would be four hours long and it's not, it's just it's 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to the crew of Speedbird 189, Alpha Bravo, uh, Captain. They're, they've all got solid names. They've all got oh, solid yeah. uh, flying solid guys. names. They're solid they guys. Yeah. Uh, he says, we've got Captain John Hutchinson, uh, First Officer <laughs> Chris Norris. <laughs> oh, yeah. And <laughs> Flight Engineer... This is Bill Brown. Good old Bill Brown. He's the prankster. <laughs> i tell you what, Bill's a thorough professional, but catch him on a night out and uh, put it this way, all bets are off. <laughs> i tell you what, if you see us doing a loop the loop, when we're up there, that's Bill Brown. That'll be Billy. Billy boy. The Billster. Uh, it is amazing, isn't it? At this stage, he's like, He's really acting like a know-it-all. On my notes, I've just written, Noel is a right know-it-all. He's acting like he could fly it himself, which I bet you he thinks he can. And he's almost acting a bit like he'd know how to build one if he had to. Well, he flies helicopters, doesn't he? So this is a step up. This is my domain. I'm very much in my wheelhouse, right? This is my sweet (laughs) spot. Aviation and speed. These guys respect me as a fellow man of the air, and I respect them in return. And what that they see me as one of their own, and that's why I'm allowed here in this cabin wearing my casuals. But that's not, that's not a de facto uh, st- status that you get just from being able to fly a helicopter. These guys, for example, cannot stand Gary Newman, <laughs> who also flies helicopters. They think he's a prick, and I agree. Yeah, he uh, might have learned. Anyway, and you could teach a, stuff. Let's be honest, you could probably teach a fucking dog or at least a monkey to fly an aeroplane if you spent enough time. That doesn't mean that they've got the strength of character and the real understanding and know-how to be a true <laughs> man of air. Newman hasn't got that because he doesn't respect it. I respect the air, I respect aircraft, and I respect <laughs> other men, highly trained men, such as these guys here. 
Roger, and I also respect Bill, and John. I also respect the people on the ground. Never forget. When you're up in the air, never forget that you're there with the permission of the people on the ground. And if anything goes wrong, they're the ones that suffer. Well, and you as well. But Those you know. mere mortals down there put their trust, put our lives in their hands every day. No, Going their lives in, in the our sky. hands. Going up there in the sky is like being God, in a way. You have the power to um, career down into the ground anywhere you like at high speed and take them all out. But of many, course we don't do that. Many's the time I have experienced intrusive thoughts while I've been jetting around <laughs> in, in midair about what shit, if? shitting on my former mother-in-law's back lawn from <laughs> a thousand feet up. A turd travelling at that velocity could cave her skull completely in if she was unlucky enough to be tending to her flower beds when I, let's say, dropped my cargo on her. Just for logistical reasons, I should elaborate that the turd would be um, evacuated pre-flight into a Tupperware box. Uh, I'm not going to drop my trousers and uh, stick my ass out of the helicopter in flight. That would be lethal. The point remains. (laughs) I would simply lob it. Out of a semi-open window. I'd, I'd love it with um, some kind of ladle. That I'd take up with me. And I would shout bombs away. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. But like I say, I've got a responsibility not to pull that kind of uh, hijinks and caper. And um, I take that very seriously. So I, when those intrusive thoughts visit me, I simply... Put them away. I pack them up in a Slot box them away. and put them all up in the, the my old noggin's attic, so to speak. I am a man of strong character, and I will never <laughs> ever be beaten by intrusive thoughts of any kind. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> I have Across complete. I have complete control over my thoughts, <laughs> and I also have control over the thoughts of certain other individuals, including those of Keith Chegwin. <laughs> my mind very much takes second place to my uh, uh, my my main mind, I guess. My spirit, my spirit, my sub mind, and my intelligence, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't come from my mind, it comes from my gut. Because my guts are my heart, and my gut and my heart are calling the shots in my body, not my mind. <laughs> and that's why I'm a true man of the skies. Uh, every morning, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, "No." Here's another day. Don't let your mind win. (laughs) Me versus my mind. Great title for a memoir. I'm going to make a a note of that. I'll get round to writing that or I'll get some other cunt to do it for me. (laughs) Me versus my mind. Living life the no way. Yeah. (laughs) Get on to Harper Collins. Oh. And then he says, there's a great line after that. He's introduced the captain, first officer, and flight engineer. And he says, it's normally a very private environment for obvious reasons. <laughs> they Sometimes they give each other hand jobs. It helps them to you focus. Know. I mean, weirdly, this was the era when you could get into the cockpit. Um, 1986, I went on holiday at Athens with my family. First ever foreign trip. Yeah. Me and my brother were invited to go up and have a look right. and have a quick word with the captain. Yeah. yeah that 9-11 paid to that, didn't it? 9-11 finished it all off. And then the shoe bomber yeah, in quick succession. 
I um, um I went I, I went on a solo trip to Rome to visit my family when I was just mm. nine, and they wow they, yeah they dropped me at the airport. My dad dropped me at the airport. And, there you go. <laughs> uh, fuck off in the car park. <laughs> go there. You go. Italy's that way. <laughs> walk through those doors bon, bon voyage work it work it out for yourself fuck's sake you're nine years old now <laughs> so i walked in and uh stewardess came and and takes you Ooh, by the hand eh? yeah no i remember being them being quite sexy i must have been and my oh. sexual awakening might have been just you know in its infancy because oh. i remember thinking oh just me and this stewardess anything could happen <laughs> Mine was mine was when I was seven and I had my appendix out and I was in hospital for a week. Oh, nurses. Yeah. So, yeah. They, Similar thing. One took me to the plane. Then another one tended to me on the plane. And then another one took, was waiting when I got off the plane to take me through security where my auntie was waiting for me. Hello, oh, auntie. I made it. I made it. <laughs> right. But they, I flew in the sky on my own. And the big metal bird. And, uh, yeah, I went up the front that time, but I was very shy yeah. and I was shitting it a bit because I, I found it quite intimidating to see the sky rushing mm. towards me. And uh, I didn't say, have you got any questions? And I was sort of like looking at my feet like, no, thank you. No, thanks. Yeah. Can I go back to my seat now? Are we all going to live? <laughs> yeah, I've got a question. So, yeah. I've got a question. Why does everyone die in the end? Oh, go back to your seat. <laughs> my, my dad keeps saying it. Yeah, <laughs> go back to your seat. Ask your dad. I have done. And he says there's no reason, it just is what it is. But there has to be a reason, doesn't there? Uh, Sonny, oh, that's... my God, make people die. They're what? little. Why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? Go back to your fucking seat, you weirdo. <laughs> we usually just answer questions about how fast the plane goes or something like that. <laughs> What some of the buttons do? <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. What are you, some kind of hippie? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we've got a, some sort of fucking communist child here. Put him back in his seat and strap him down before he starts causing trouble. Start with the toilet. He'll start. He'll start some sort of passenger uprising <laughs> with his far out thoughts. <laughs> the last thing we want when we're up this far up in the sky is for people to start thinking. <laughs> This bloke's got an anarchic attitude. I don't like it. Contain him till we arrive in Rome. Then I'll alert the authorities once we're on the tarmac. They're going to send straight back. Uh, yeah, Noel says it's normally a very private environment for obvious reasons. Uh, and he says, thanks to British Airways and thanks to our new lightweight CCD cameras. Fucking hell. Always. That is so again, no. Flashing the tech. Yeah. Always flashing the yeah. tech. No one cares, Noel, but fine. Yeah, a bit of uh, Noel boasting. <laughs> uh, he says, our lightweight CCD cameras. He says, you can see one up the front there. And you'll be uh, experiencing all the important moments in this supersonic flight. Jalapeño. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. So, uh, there we see the beginning of the uh, flight um, procedure. The crew, they're at the, the British Airways Atlantic briefing desk. Oh, which yeah. Doesn't have any doesn't have any seats, I noticed. And we were it, talking about that a piece of advice from that 100-year-old man, which is to stand up at all times and not yeah. sit down. Yeah. So that's good. Maybe maybe he's one of this crew. I don't know. They're getting documents handed out to them. There's a briefing list. Uh, top of the briefing list, of course, as Noel, is the en-route weather, particularly wind speed and direction. So that's important, the direction of the weather. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a geezer. What's the captain called again? John Hutchinson. John Hutchinson's like, I'll take the weather off you there, thanks. There's like some sort of underling. Give I'll it take to, care of that. Give yeah. me the weather, I'm the fucking captain. Right, let's have a look at this bullshit. Let's see what the fucking, what those wonks up in the meteorological department have been fucking right, scribbling down on their little pads this time. Usually turns those out liars. to be utter crap. <laughs> yeah. Remember, this is 1989, two years after the fateful storms that almost killed Rene. <laughs> We're still, we don't, we don't, airmen don't forget Michael Fish. Um, Let's see what those l- sky liars and the meat metals have been spewing out to try and justify their existence this time. Those fucking socialists. <laughs> have you seen that clip of Jimmy Graves on TVM? Yeah, it's Talking brilliant. about the weather, the He's weather forecast. He's fucking fuming about it, isn't he? <laughs> it's amazing. Because the thing is about Graves is you, you rarely saw him get angry. His whole thing was yeah. he was jolly. Avuncular, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was, he's, there's, 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 there's real hatred when he talks about the weather forecasters. Um, but anyway, <laughs> a mini deep dive. John Hutchison's quite happy with the weather. He goes, yeah, almost no wind whatsoever. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a bit ske- I'm a bit sceptical about that, to be honest. Yeah, he's just got it, however. Yeah. <laughs> no wind. Great. Let's get up there. Let's get at it. <laughs> Turns out he can't even read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no weather. Great. It's quite unglamorous, though. Like, now, when you go to the yeah. airport, even if you're going on a normal plane, they... I mean, it, fuck me, it's not that glamorous. It's a load of queuing and, like, discomfort on the whole. But the way they make it look in the airport with all the British Airways branding and that, they try to make it look yeah. upmarket. Whereas this, this is the fucking top you can get. These are the fucking Concorde crew getting briefed for the plane. And it's quite a rickety old little desk with just one sign hanging above it. it doesn't even say British Airways. It just says Atlantic. Doesn't it looks it? a bit East Germany, nineteen eighty-two. It does. It? Yeah, Almost. I was surprised that, that it didn't. That it wasn't more plush. I would have thought that every single thing to do with Concorde was just like plush first class all the way. And I suppose doesn't branding like that. like that didn't come along till the mid eighties, did it? Nah. It well, Virgin, Virgin upped it, upped it, didn't they? They yeah. fucking upped it. And then Easy Jets came along and all mm. that kind of thing and. British Airways are like, yeah. fuck, we've been caught short here. We've been caught on our fucking heels. That cunt, oh Stelios, that cunt Stelios has got his fucking ugly orange fucking logo and his stupid face everywhere. Aviation's turned at the top of the fucking pops. <laughs> We're miles behind. Uh, that, that fucking 
cunt fraud Bradson has got his fucking mug and a bunch of sexy dolly bird stewardesses everywhere I fucking look. Meanwhile, good old BA is stuck with our thumb up our arseholes. <laughs> we need to fix this and fix it quick. Get me an overpriced advertising agency. <laughs> That's a good bit. There's a good bit where Noel, a voiceover of Noel says, uh, takeoff weight is very important. Uh, yeah. And Captain John Hutchison goes uh, to the bloke at the desk. How many passengers we got today? Uh, the bloke says, 81. Hutchinson, quite low. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought, you know what I thought at that point? I thought, why the fuck do you care? You get paid well, the same either way. Yeah, exactly. Um, any fatties? <laughs> I need to know what the weight of it is. We're going to have to add some shit weight, on. Noel said it's important. Yeah. yeah. Any big fucking fat cunts on here or just, uh, just regular guys? So, Any j- women? Do me a favour. Get on to Cyril Smith and tell him that we're offering him a free fucking flight to New York, no questions asked, just as a treat. Might come in no, handy he- later down the line anyway with his political influence. Don't, don't put him near any kids, though. <laughs> For fuck's sake. There's a rumour going around he's a nonce, so, but as yet, that hasn't gone public, so I think we're safe to court him. <laughs> So it's a quite it's a quite low takeoff weight, and the the man tells him that they can't achieve maximum takeoff weight because of the temperature today. So it's all getting very complicated. This is the kind of stuff Noel would be stroking his beard at. Mm, yes, I see what you mean. Yes. Well, yeah, it's Noel not- is sitting there in the background, and he is fucking. He is really. It's embarrassing. Do you know what it reminds me a bit? It reminds me a bit of you know that clip of Richard Keys when he's sitting with Sunes and Redknapp and. There's a third person as well, but I can't remember who it is. You know, the famous Did You Smash It clip. Oh, yeah. And it's like, is obsequious the word? He's so sort of obsequious mm. and kind of like, mm-hmm. he's so transparently desperate to be seen as one of the lads. To be seen as one of them, yeah. As, as, yeah. as one of them. And it's like, well, you never will be because even if they like you, which they may or may not have done, I don't know, they're footballers, you're not. So you, you can't mm. operate, you can't pretend that you are exactly like them. But he was desperate to be. And I get similar vibes from Noel and this air crew. There's a huge gulf between football dressing room banter and the level of kind of wit that Richard Keyes has got. Yeah, yeah. It? It's yeah. like... But he's I desperate to join the, in on it. I yeah. can join in with all of the things you say. Well, and I no, don't what, know... What, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll say them worse... And I'll yeah. say them completely. Yeah. I don't off-tone. know his background, right? But he strikes me as a classic sort of a uh, grammar school boy, right? So not 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 toffee enough to go to one of these posh private like public schools, but you know, sort of thinks mm-hmm. he's a little bit above like the ordinary scum because he did well in his eleven plus, right? And Let's find out those those <laughs> lads. Although weirdly, Richard Keys, and this would go against almost everything you assume about him, is quite left wing. Strange. But anyway, he's with those lads, the posher lads, when they try to join in on the banter, right, with us normal yeah. folk, they almost always get it wrong. And the way in which they get it wrong is by going over the top with no wit whatsoever. So a good example, yeah. and I think I've told you this one, was, uh, there was we went to West Ham versus Fulham at Craven Cottage about 15 years ago, me and a bunch of mates. And after the game we went to a pub in Putney and, you know, it's very posh down by the river. It's all rowing guys and rugger guys and all the rest of it. And uh, there and there was a few Fulham fans there and quite a few West Ham fans, right? And we were sitting in a group and there was one lad who I didn't recognise who seemed to be a mate of one of my mates. And we were all talking about the game 
And you now you go, go, yeah, I thought we did all right first half, second half weren't so good. And he started saying, we this, we that. But it didn't seem to relate to what West Ham were doing. So slowly mm. it kind of settled in my mind that this bloke who was sitting with us was talking about Fulham, not West Ham. So right. out of confusion, I've been quite friendly with him. I went, sorry, mate, who do you support? And he <laughs> said, with a massive grin on his face, Fulham, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my mates did that thing that you see school kids doing in their little rap battles in the playground. They all did that thing and went, oh, oh no, I can't believe you said that. Oh, you're going to take that. Are you going to take that? And all of that. And the bloke thought it'd been so fucking funny, right? Because yeah. he thought, I'm here with a bunch of lads. They seem a little bit saltier than me, but it's fine. I know how to fit in with anyone. Because that's what they tell themselves, <laughs> don't they, those cunts? So go, think about oh, me is... some swears. I can fit in with anyone. These people are simple-minded. All I need to do is uh, set, so insult one of them quite brutally. Get down to their level. Yeah. That will earn their respect quickly. <laughs> Full of you chat. I said, don't call me a twat, you cunt. I'm only asking. And he's like, ho, ho, ho. But now that lad, who is a friend of one of my friends from West Ham, like some old, I don't know where he knew him from, he's like, um, he is forever referred to. I don't know the kid's name. I say kid, he's probably an old man now. But he is referred to forever as Fulham, you twat, to me. <laughs> and every time we're playing Fulham, I go, who have we got next weekend? And my mates will never say Fulham. They'll always say Fulham, you twat. Fulham, you twat. Because that marked, in their minds, not in mine, it marked a humiliation for me at the hands of a posh oh. kid. Well, there you go. But it's well, classic. Um, it's like Richard Keys. Like you, tr- you, dr- they get it wrong, and they sort of witlessly. They think it's about witless insults. Insults. Well, Richard Keys went to uh, Whitley Abbey Community School, which was just a secondary school okay, in Coventry. Fair enough. Seems standard. The motto of the school, which is now closed, by the way. Did you smash um, it? But written in Latin. Well, oh. the, the, there's two mottos, and they both feel kind of Keysy, Keysian. Uh, deeds, not words. But fact I can imagine him saying in that in Latin, yeah. and the other one is "be the best you can be." Yeah, quite. Did yeah. Jake Humphreys go there as well? Probably. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm looking for other notable former people. Pete Waterman went there. Oh, fucking hell, Pete Waterman. Not bad record that school. Um, yeah, Keys and Waterman. Well, I was wrong about Keysy's background then, um, but I would say that uh, schools now these slogans that they used to have. Now the academy system, all that—they're all run like fucking brands. Like the, they've gone the they're same businesses. way as the airways. Oh, they're they're yeah. the same way as the airlines. Same thing. Yeah. Since my daughter's been at her school, right? So academy school, she's been there like what five years almost, right? It's mm. changed its fucking slogan three times. No way. Yeah. Is that like that football club changing the strip every year? It's like mad. And it's like, it's just a slogan, but they spend so much time sitting around discussing things like the brand and the marketing. And yeah. do you know what the slogan is now? Find your remarkable. <laughs> That's mean, from a sofa advert. Isn't uh, it? <laughs> it's like the worst advert for like a That's car. That's terrible. It's like Saab. Find your Find remarkable. Your remarkable. <laughs> it doesn't make fucking sense, mate. It's like oh, literally mate. idiotic, and these are the cunts trying to educate my kids. Jesus Christ. Find your remarkable fucking hell. And that's the third one they've had. I can't, the others were worse. 
Yeah. We feel this one's an improvement. Yeah, we've uh, decided for a rebrand. Uh, we didn't feel like the slogan was really landing with the uh, local parent community. <laughs> well, you only fucking did it six months ago. No, yeah, but now we've really hit bullseye. Pull <laughs> away the remarkable. fucking... Co- we've find your remarkable. Yeah, to the absolute necessity. It's, just, it's simple and, and crucially... It's grounded in a fundamental truth. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> That's there what they always say. No more words that we can remove from it. We've just <laughs> grounded down to the granular. That's a yeah. fucking popular oh, one, isn't it? Granular. Oh. Uh. But yeah, they always say, like all of these cunts, every cunt in the marketing industry or whatever, they always uh. go, it's based in a fundamental truth. And you think... But you're all saying that. Are you telling me that every dog shit advert or fucking poster that I am subjected to is based in a, a fundamental truth about humanity? But, like, that can't be true. You can't get quicker than a quick fit fitter. It's not fucking... That's, it's good, is that but not, it's not grounded in a fundamental truth, is it? Is that not true? Oh. You, you must be able to get quicker than a quick fit fitter. Well, I think Usain Bolt's probably quicker than a quick fit fitter. <laughs> There's some things you can do quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I speak as a two-pump pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the best one ever. What's the best slogan ever? It was fucking slamming the lamb, wasn't it? Beautiful. Slam in the lamb. Yeah. Straight away, you're thinking of getting a big, lovely leg of lamb and fucking slamming it in the Slam oven for in. a few yeah. hours on a lowish yeah. light. You don't lure it in. You don't slam the cunt. You slam it in. Be a man. Yeah. Slamming the lamb. You're not a fucking. You're not your old mum, are you? Fucking cooking a nice bit of pork. You're a fucking man, and you're slamming in your lamb. Slamming (laughs) the lamb. It's a great line. It makes you want to buy lamb. But is it based in a fundamental truth about the human experience? I don't think it is. I just think it's nice because it rhymes. Oh, Jesus. Could do with some lamb. Um, what, 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 what's next? So, yeah, the... Uh, I'm going to do a T-shirt with I could do with some lamb on it. <laughs> Don't forget that the... Um, what was the Budgery Guard? The Budgery Guard Recovery again. Bureau, Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah. Those they're T-shirts and, they're, and, they're, and they're selling well. They're selling well. They're good. Av- they're available in a variety of colours. And you don't just have a T-shirt. You could have a hoodie, a sweatshirt... I, I believe you can get a mug, a sticker, the lot. Um, mobile phone case, that yeah. kind of thing. Clock. Everything. Yeah. Oh, Covid clock. mask. Fuck! I might get the clock. Shower curtain. <laughs> do we get discount because we're it's our account? I think we do. Yeah. Do we? I mean, we get a cut anyway, don't we, from selling them? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make a profit. Right. Um, what's happening next? Um, yeah, so we can't achieve takeoff weight because of temperature, or whatever. Uh, and Noel says, with these intricate calculations, the captain bases his decision on the fuel load. And we find out that this uh, flight is going to go to Washington and then on to Miami. Very uh, glamorous. All the crew attend. The flight briefing is wide ranging. Uh, every briefing, as with every flight, is different. And that's just kind of saying to us, this is very important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, right, where we go to dear Washington? Yeah, then Miami? Fine. Right, see you See you up there. Fly it's the like, plane there. 
Here's a map. No. That's Miami. No, so- Fly the fucking plane there. We're in fucking variable city here. <laughs> Anything could happen and we've got to be ready for it. And, um, yeah, it's very important stuff. And um, we'll we'll just end it there because we're just about to um, hear Noel saying one of my favourite lines. I bet I know what it is. Thing. I've got it written down. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, out on the ramp, the lady herself. <laughs> Lovely stuff. More of that to we'll come. More, more where that about, came from. We'll find out more about the lady herself and lots of other stuff in the next episode. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.